This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. It looks like we're moving forward with hosting uh, our WQA fly-in in Washington, D.C. on March 22nd of 2023. Uh, that aligns with World Water Day. That's WQA Government Affairs Director Jeremy Pollack with word that the in-person D.C. fly-in will be back for 2023. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry and promote better water quality around the world. This is episode number 290. If you're joining us for the first time or perhaps new to the industry, we're glad you're here. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team or an associate. We're publishing this on October 26th of 2022. You can find us at wqa.org and on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. In this episode, we feature a WQA Government Affairs update with WQA Government Affairs Director Jeremy Pollack. We'll talk more about that fly-in, but also about the Healthy H2O Act, which should continue to get more attention in Washington in the coming year, WQA's advocacy efforts at the state level, and how you can learn more about how government affairs is benefiting WQA member companies. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and WQA tip. Now on to Jeremy Pollack on WQA Radio. WQA's Government Affairs Director, Jeremy Pollack, is joining us now on the WQA Radio Podcast. We're so glad to have Jeremy with us. He's uh, rounding out Jeremy now, almost finishing out year number one with WQA. Welcome. Thank you so much, Wes. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's great to have you on board. It's been great. Uh, What a busy year it's been as you reflect back in 2022. Um, I don't know what you were expecting necessarily, but I know it's been very busy. Yeah, I mean... For the past couple of years, we've seen this ramp up and public health issues in general have been on everyone's mind, especially with the pandemic. Uh, but as we transition to a post-pandemic world, people are continuing to think about the challenges they face, whether it's uh, improvements to air quality, uh, but really in our scenario with drinking water quality, something that's continued to plague Americans across the country for a number of years. And we're starting to really see people put ideas into policies, uh, especially as they're receiving more information and just becoming hyper aware to the issues at hand. Yeah. And when it comes to advocacy, you know, it's a very important element of WQA member benefits. Um, what have you been learning along the way uh, for the in this past year? Well, one of the biggest surprises for me are just how engaged our members are on a number of these issues. I mean, they're really the boots on the ground and see firsthand the drinking qual- drinking water quality issues that many of Americans are facing. And this was part of which a, a great job by my predecessor, Dave Loveday, and then, of course, uh, Kathleen Burbage, who's still with WQA, and how while they did at educating our members on these public policy topics that have uh, continued to be part of uh, 
conversation either at the local level, state level, or even national level. I mean, a lot of our members have now engaged multiple times with their representatives and have developed these relationships. And it's been extremely important as we continue to push a number of initiatives. Yeah, it really is. And, and I mentioned you're busy. I probably said it a few times. Uh, what is keeping you the busiest at this point as we head toward the end of 2022 and look forward to 2023? Right. So there's Three big topics I've mostly been working on. Uh, the first one is the Healthy H2O Act. Um, many people should be familiar with this. If you're not, you know, please visit our website. We have a ton of information and a one-pager on that. Uh, and that's a, a bill introduced at the federal level. Uh, on the agency side, we're looking to modernize FIFRA, which is a 50-year regulation uh, looking at pesticides and pesticidal products. Um, at some point, uh, water filtration systems um, can be regulated under that. Um, and then we're also dealing with some issues out on the West Coast, uh, either if it's responding to drought um, and also uh, the enforcement of a bill called AB 100, uh, which would which is essentially a, a lead leaching uh, law or lead free law for certain products out there. Yeah. yeah. Can we talk a little bit about healthy H2O? Do you have a second on that? Um, I know it's been getting you've been getting more and more uh, sponsors along the way. That's kind of the exciting news of 2022. Yeah, exactly. So when this bill was developed, uh, it was looking to fill a gap uh, that we've seen in the re recent infrastructure bill. Um, as I mentioned previously, you know, water quality has been part of the conversation, especially at the national level for quite some time. And a lot of the assistance for drinking water has gone to urban areas or major cities or lead service line replacement. Um, but we, as we all know, um, that it's not just happening in these cities and it's not just lead. Um, and so we're really looking to tackle some of these issues in rural communities and especially people who are on private wells. There's 42 million people in the United States who have unregulated water sources. Most of those are private wells and they're receiving pretty much no assistance or a small fraction of it um, if they are on centralized water in a rural community. And so we're looking to address that with the Healthy H2O Act, which again would be a grant program at the Department of Agriculture's Rural Development Office. And it would provide funding for people to one, test their water, because how are you supposed to solve an issue if you're not even sure, you know, exactly what you're trying to remediate or what, what's in there. And then if they have a health contaminant in their water, regulated or unregulated, they can then use that grant to purchase, maintain, and install a point of use or point of entry water filtration system. And it's been amazing to see uh, the two political parties come together to work on these issues. So this is a bipartisan bill. It's been introduced in the Senate and in the House. Um, I think it's a pretty even number in the House right now, of Republicans and Democrats. And then in the Senate, we have a few Democrats, an independent even, and then a Republican as well. And we're looking forward to getting additional co-sponsors on this, in addition to the 25 plus organizations who are supporting this. Um, as far as just the outlook, uh, right now, Congress is uh, going through their election cycle uh, with the midterm elections coming up in November. And so that that will definitely have an impact. Uh, but as Congress comes back, we'll look to get additional co-sponsors and really depend on our members who are volunteers in a lot of ways um, to help urge their representatives to support this initiative. Yeah, and I would say that if you're listening to this uh, beyond the November election date, perhaps you're listening to this in 2023 and you're wondering 
where things are now, go on back to the web page that uh, Jeremy mentioned, wqa.org, and look for the Healthy H2O Act and see where we are because we'll continue to update that page and have uh, further information as we go along and let people know what's happening. So, and, and I would imagine uh, there'll be continual debate and discussion on Capitol Hill in 2023? Yes, uh, this is very much gonna continue to be part of the conversation. Uh, we've just seen a ramp up in general of, you know, not just Congress, but the whole country talking about water issues. I mean, we know a couple of years ago, Flint was a catalyst for that uh, recently in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, but we're constantly hearing about issues still in schools and elsewhere. Uh, just to put this in perspective, from a couple of years ago in 2015, when we started sending out our bills list at the state level, we were tracking 80 bills. Uh, this year alone, we tracked 318. That's four times as many. Hmm. Uh, and, and that's just part of the conversation um, that people, again, are becoming more hyper aware to these issues. And a lot of people are looking for solutions that our industry provides. As many of you know, uh, the government at times has taken like a holistic approach, right? They'll work with the city and they'll try to solve an issue like that. Um, but as our members have realized, you know, these issues and the chemistry changes, you know, block to block, home to home, um, the contaminants uh, change as well. So the more uh, that we can work with these officials and become part of that a solution, really a tailored solution for each of these indiv individual problems, uh, the better it is for us as an industry. And so I think the Healthy H2O Act um, is one of those measures, but we're certainly working on initiatives in several states around the country. And as things go to more in-person, especially in 2023, you know, we would like to work with our members to do legislative days um, or have them attend hearings or do events, um, especially if it's a, involving a, a day like World Water Day or Water Week, um, working on proclamations just to bring awareness. Um, so there's a lot of exciting opportunities uh, for our members going forward to get involved. Yeah, and let's uh, uh, bring up the DC fly-in. How are plans going for that for 2023? Knowing that we had to, we had to resort to an online version of the DC fly-in last year. Yeah. But I know you're very excited to do an in-person event again. So how does it look? Well, great question, and I'll share some breaking news there in a moment, Wes. Uh, but just as a recap for 2022, although we are virtual, it was still really impactful. It was something we wanted to reinvigorate again, and we had a, a record number of WQA members participate. And the great thing about uh, being able to do a virtual flying is a lot of people didn't have to take time off work, and they were able to do those meetings you know, from their couch or their office. And between now and our 2023 flying, if anyone has interest in doing meetings with their legislator, either in person in their state or district office, or even virtually with the policymakers here in DC, uh, my uh, office and my team are happy to help schedule those meetings, prepare slide decks and talking points. So I just wanna offer that quickly. And the best way to reach us is govaffairs at wqa.org. Um, Part of 2022 is we also did these awesome webinars where we had the undersecretary from USDA speak. We had uh, an assistant administrator from the Office of Water at the EPA and several policymakers. And as we transition now back to going in person in 2023, we're excited to continue some of those opportunities and really give you FaceTime with people who are working in this arena. So as of this morning, it looks like we're moving forward with hosting uh, our WQA fly-in in Washington, D.C. on March 22nd of 2023. Uh, that aligns with World Water Day. And we're hoping to pair again with the National Groundwater Association. 
And so normally the way this works is we'll do a, a day of technical and education sessions uh, where you'll either meet with your colleagues, but then we'll also have some policymakers come in um, and discuss with you some of the issues they're working on. We host an awesome reception, which is a lot of fun. We try to get a couple congressional staff there. Um, and then, of course, we do a legislative day where we'll put you in teams. Um, you do four or five meetings um, based on some of our priorities for the year. And it's always a great time. I know most people, you know, they might question it. They'll come once and then after that, they ask to do more or plan something like this in their state. Um, it's one of those things that is uh, easy, really easy to do. You're basically talking about what you do each day and you realize very quickly the impact this has as, you know, most legislators at the state level or federal level don't have a background in water, but they are dealing with a ton of issues either in their districts or states, um, or even, you know, having to vote on legislation related to our industry. And so they need to hear from folks like you. It's quite an opportunity. It really is. Excuse me, having participated in it myself and knowing that, you know, perhaps you've been to DC as a tourist, um, but this is a completely different event. You're walking the halls of Congress. You're sitting in offices and talking with staff. And in some cases, you're actually talking to the member of Congress, him or herself. And so uh, we want to make sure that you're uh, able to come and join us. So again, that date, Jeremy, we can put it down on the calendar. Yep, I believe so. So that is March 22nd of 2023. We're still working on what dates we'll do the technical sessions, but that is the week we're, we're looking at. So put it down on your calendar, folks, and uh, plan to join us for the, the uh, WQA fly-in. That'll be just just perfect. All right, uh, Jeremy, uh, let's go back to how people can reach out to you and Jordan Carey, your, uh, your staff person with you, and uh, doing a great job at the WQA headquarters. Great. Yeah, so there's a few things that Jordan and I have done uh to make it easier for our members to get involved. Um, so I will just say that if you're listening to this and you have not seen our monthly newsletter called the Government Affairs Update, it goes out the, the first Monday or Tuesday of each month, uh, please be on the uh, lookout for that. That includes our state and federal bills list with an interactive map. But we also do kind of a, a two-minute CEO-level overview of what you just need to know of what's going on uh, either in your state um, or at the, at the federal level. And we love to highlight outreach our members do. So if you are you know, doing outreach or have relationships or hosting events, please let us know. We would love to include them. And that includes uh, also the information on how to get a hold of us. And I mentioned this before, but again, uh, if you don't know who to reach out to, you know, Jordan or myself or even someone else at WQA about something, feel free to use this email. And that is govaffairs at wqa.org. Um, and our information is also on the website. Uh, in addition to that, if you're just looking for some questions or looking for answers to some of the questions on uh, about initiatives I spoke about today, we started doing these issue briefs. These are one pagers um, on each of these topics, and we have them on PFOS policy, something that will definitely be a part of the conversation towards the end of this year and going into 2023. Uh, we did one on AB100, Healthy H2O Act, and of course, FIFRA. And if we don't have a one pager on a topic uh, that you're looking for, please let us know because if you want information, I guarantee some of your colleagues do as well. And we're happy to put that together and be a resource. Jeremy, thank you so much. WQA Government Affairs Director Jeremy Pollack joining us on the WQA Radio Podcast. Appreciate it, Jeremy. Thank you.
And now our motivational minute, setting the tone. I'm not sure we pay enough attention to how important it is to set the right tone in our conversations, meetings, and even routine encounters. It's easy to let the pressures of the day take over and color how we interact with others. The other person is clueless about what's going on in our world, of course, and they certainly don't deserve any blame for whatever problem you're dealing with. So as hard as it may be, greet everyone with your best self. Set the right tone. Not just important meetings, every meeting, every handshake, every conversation. And that's our Motivational Minute. And now our WQA tip. We know it's been tough to hire the workforce you need, especially for dealers. That's why we have our WQA Career Center, where you can post a job and look for that next wave of talent. With the WQA Career Center, you can get the same state-of-the-art services that you would get with commercial job boards and more. Plus, WQA is a member of the Engineering and Science Career Network, so your job posts reach a much wider audience. Go to wqa.org careers to get started. And remember, WQA member companies get a member discount. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.